0: It is Wednesday, July 13th episode number 383 of the Press Box. Mike Grace from the Breakline Optic Studios welcoming you in on great stations around the state including Auburn's WAUD AM 1230. Our friend uh, in Auburn, Brad Law. The Auburn Sports Network joins us here for today's show along with JJ Jackson, host of Sports Call Auburn. Heard weekday afternoons on Tiger Communications up in the Auburn area. Uh, Fellas, we get a chance to talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball now with Ben Ingram, voice of the Braves on the Braves Radio Network. Ben, we've already admitted, I won't say who, but there's at least one member of this crew who is admitted to having a bit of a man crush on the voice of the uh, of the Braves great to have you with us man how are you
1: Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me uh, having me on this morning, and maybe we can find a way to get this win today. How about that? I was
0: going to say, we've got weather looking a little bit better. An hour ago, I checked the forecast, and it wasn't looking real good. I think we may be able to work this one in if the, if the showers will skip north and or south of Truist Park. But, boy, what a great run for these Braves over the last month or so, 30-9 and nine since June 1st. You can look to a lot of different reasons as to why. I've been fascinated by an RBI stat, Ben, that I think I heard, first of all, from the Bally TV crew. But I've been trying to keep up with this, And as I think this is accurate, as of last night, when trying to separate the RBIs produced by this batting order, 1-2-3, 4-5-6, 7-8-9, those three sections have produced 134 RBIs, 135 RBIs, 133 RBIs. I mean, baseball's a game of quirky numbers, but that's just incredible to see that kind of balance up and down the lineup.
1: Yeah, it is. That might be the the biggest number that you could point at. Say, here's the balance of this order. And I think when you point out the RBIs from seven through nine, I don't think you point that out to say, well, four, five, and six is really lacking behind. That's not the case. You're saying that to say, look at the length of this lineup, uh, how deep this thing goes. It really is amazing. I think Michael Harris has been a big part of that. His ability to turn the order over has been huge. Um, he's getting some good pitches with Ronald Acuna batting right behind him, so that's been a big help there. And um, just seeing the bottom of the order come through. I think that's, that's another uh, big reason that the team has been so good with two outs. I, I say all the time, when you get to October, there are multiple things that those teams in the postseason have in common, but I think one of those things that you would discover is they're all really good with two outs. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of separation in, in terms of uh, a game-by-game basis from first-place teams to last-place teams. It's not like you would take the first-place team and say every time they face a last-place team, it's going to be 10 to nothing. That first-place team just more regularly does the little things, and, and the margin of error can be so small, and a lot of times that means two out-base hits, two out-runs scored, and you get that when you have the bottom of the order produced the way that they are. That's been a huge key to this team being so deep in the lineup.
2: We have plenty of time to, to ask Braves questions, and we are. This is a Ben Ingram question, particularly when you have a midday game, a, a, a lunchtime start. What's your game day routine like, Ben? How early do you get to the ballpark, and, and kind of how, how, how do you manage your, your routine on game days?
1: I wish I could tell you that it's a very structured morning. It is not, it, and especially when it's a getaway day like today. It's load up on coffee, do your best to pack the night before, and get to the ballpark with your hair on fire. To be quite honest, um, I, I am I'm not the biggest fan of day games because it just throws us off our routine so much. I don't mind a day game, but when you're playing night game, night game, night game, night game, and then boom, here's a twelve twenty or a one twenty, it can get it can be difficult to turn things around. Um, so for me, it's just get to the ballpark. Uh, I, I'm, I'm typically not the, uh, the most well-dressed, I guess, on day games. We're trying to hustle up there and get to the ballpark. Just get, some, get a collared shirt on, get out the door, and get behind a microphone and uh, see how things go. I like more time. I hate being rushed, and that's why day games can be a, a little bit of a challenge sometimes.
3: Well, ben, we've certainly all been in a broadcast booth in, in some capacity, not to the major league level like yourself, but I want to follow up then with that with uh, the the grind of 162, a day game like today. You talk about the schedule being structured. you got to eat, and we've all had those moments where the game's not finishing, you're hungry. Are, are you somebody that's trying to get the meal in before the game, or tell us about Ben Ingram's diet.
1: That's a really good question. I'm I have to eat. Um, it's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I'm hypoglycemic. So if I don't eat, I can feel like I'm faint, uh, feel very trembly and weak, and, and I, I hate that feeling. So I have to have food uh, when I get up in the morning. So as soon as I get up, I immediately cook breakfast, no matter how early the game is. And then I try to eat about 45 minutes to an hour before the first pitch because I hate getting late in the ballgame and feeling hungry. Um, so that's that's very important to me, and other people are different. I think about Joe or, or others, and it's not as big a deal to them, but I, I've got to get a meal in. I can't sit down and do a game on an empty stomach. I won't be able to focus. And uh, that's it, as, as important of anything that I do to get ready for a game as it would be for uh, looking over notes or, or reading a certain story or doing my, my scorebook or anything like that. A very important aspect of what I do.
0: We've had the uh, in-game snack question amongst ourselves here. Some of us go goldfish. Somebody said Teddy Grahams. Um, why do I, Why do Oreos come to mind for the Braves Radio Network? Have I heard something about Oreos?
1: <laughs> that, that's a Joe Simpson creation right there. Joe has a sweet tooth like no one I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I, he, he can crush the cookies. So he's got a giant jar Of cookies in the back of the booth and we've labeled them rally cookies so anytime the team needs to get something going he goes to the rally cookie jar that started last year it's as if anytime he ate a cookie or two the team would score a run it became this thing that we kind of took off with on the air and uh i think it's just an excuse for joe to hit another oreo or two between (laughs) between his innings and mine but, uh, yeah, we have a good time with it. Myself, I've got a, a, a drawer full of protein bars, and if I need something, I'll go there. But every now and then, I'll sneak in an Oreo just to get in on the on the rally cookie uh, exchange with Joe.
2: It's depending on how important the game is. You really need that run. you exactly. got to participate. Um, all right, Ben, I'm going to give you the choice here. Do you want another Ben question, or, or do you want a Braves question?
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. You can go Braves and then come back if you want.
2: Okay. All right. Char- Charlie Morton on the mound for, for the Braves to, today. Boy, when that curveball is, is on, he is, he is just so tough. And the Braves have a lot of confidence, obviously, in him going out and, and trying to win this very important series against the Mets today.
1: Yeah, his curveball, to me, has been the key for his turnaround. You go to the first month, month and a half of the season, Charlie was not quiet himself, and then he started locating the curveball. And then he got swings and misses. And you're seeing games where he putting up 10, 11, 12 strikeouts and that's because of that curveball. The rest of his stuff is good. But Charlie's at his best when his curveball is on its A game. And, and that, is, that is the pitch that made him. Good fastball. It can be mid to upper 90s. Uh, good slider. Good changeup. But that curveball is his pitch. And, and seeing it the last three or four outings, he had a really uh, devastating curveball that outing two starts ago against Cincinnati. Uh, about as good as I've ever seen it. I thought he had no-hit stuff that day. And, and that's the kind of turnaround we've seen with Charlie, and it all stems from that curveball. And if he's doing that, then he's as good as anybody that Braves will throw out there, and it gives you a good opportunity to win. Uh, I'll be curious to see what he looks like today, because this Mets team will give them some credit. They do not chase much. Uh, they foul off really tough pitches. They see a bunch of pitches. Case in point, last night, Spencer Strider's on the mound. He faces Brandon Nemo in the first inning, first batter of the game, and, and he sees ten pitches. And he fouled about half a dozen of them off. And it's kind of like looking in a mirror. The Braves have been very good at doing that for the last couple of years. Really frustrates opposing pitchers. So he needs to be on point with that curveball. If he's on point with that curveball, I think you'll see a team that normally doesn't swing and miss get a lot of swing and misses today. So that'll be the key, in my opinion, to this ballgame this afternoon.
3: You can count on one hand the number of games that the Atlanta Braves have left before the All-Star break. And then also with one hand, five players will be heading to the Major League All-Star game. Then in addition, Brian Snitker is going to get the opportunity to be the manager for the club. At 66 years old, he is the definition of a baseball lifer. For him to get this kind of opportunity and knowing Snitker and the capacity in which you do, what do you think that means to him?
1: I think it means a ton. I think it's another chapter in his underdog story because you spend 40 plus years doing one thing you probably feel like that's going to be the end of the road. and What I mean by that is him being in the minor leagues. He probably thought the, the height of the pinnacle for him was being a third-base coach in the big leagues. So just to manage in the big leagues alone, never mind any success, is uh, an outstanding story. But then to go on and win a World Series, to be the manager of the year, to manage in the All-Star game, these are things that I can't imagine he ever dreamt of. And to see him getting this opportunity, it, it's such a um, – it's such a well-deserved moment, and I think it's one that we can all look at and be inspired by, by knowing that if you do things the right way, if you work hard, you put your head down and you keep going to work and getting after it, good things are going to happen, whether they happen tomorrow or whether they happen on down the road. It's going to come, and to see that for Brian has been awesome. Um, he doesn't have a bigger fan than me, and uh, and that's not just as a manager, that's as a person. As you know, Everything that he's accomplished as a manager, he's even a better person and Uh, It's so much fun to be around him and do what we do uh, and be around his personality. So to see him succeed, see him get these opportunities that he thought he'd never have, uh, I think it's great and just a a wonderful testament to how hard work really does pay off.
2: Uh, Ben Ingram voice of the Atlanta Braves is uh, with us from the Braves radio network Braves and Mets this uh, well morning in the central time zone uh, afternoon in the Eastern time zone. Another Ben question here. uh, Uh, in your position, right? Like you may not be able to read uh, Colossians chapter three or four uh, on the air in the midst of the third or fourth inning, but I know your faith is important to you. So just talk about the, you know, in addition to the grind of 162 and what you eat, maintaining your your faith, maintaining your walk with God in the position that you're in and with the schedule that you keep.
1: That's a great question. Um, It it is very important. It's the most important thing in my life. Uh, There are days where, uh, other things get in the way and you stay busy, but I think the challenge of it all is to find a time where you can think clearly and remember what you're here to do. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I grew up in the church. I grew up. My dad's a minister, and that will always be the most important thing to me. I, I feel like whatever I'm called to do, I want to do it at, to my best ability and do it to glorify God. Uh, that's something that I, I strive to do, and sometimes I fail at, but that's the goal. That never changes. That remains the standard for me. And you just want to make a positive impact on people. You want to be uh, a positive light, a positive force, someone that people can go to. Um, and, and that's what I challenge myself to be. And um, I think that we can, can really explain best to people what we believe with how we uh, live our lives and how we act. Uh, that doesn't mean we're perfect. We're certainly not. I'm not. Uh, but I maintain that that's what I want to strive to be, and that's the standard that I have for my life. And I think that having a uh, faith, a faith-based foundation for me, that allows me to be the best that I can be. Um, and and I'm so grateful that I that I get to experience that, and uh, I'm so grateful for grace. So grateful for. Um, everything that, that we believe and, and would love to share that with people when they ask and then and, and, uh, inquire on what I believe and things like that.
0: Amen, and thank you for sharing that with us, Ben. Again, really do appreciate that. Uh, a final baseball question as we get to it. This is going to be a great race down the stretch. I mean, the the Mets and the Braves have today's game and then, what, 12 more matchups between now and October. And again, this is a Mets team that's not going to go away. Uh, and I, I look at the, the dugout, Buck Showalter, the difference he's made in this lineup. We know they've got talent. Give me a couple of keys if the Braves want to win their fifth straight National League East Division title.
1: I'll start at the trade deadline. I think that who they add at the deadline is going to be big. I think this team right now could use an arm or two out of the bullpen, most likely a right-handed arm. you got tons of good lefty options in there, but I think getting – Healthier in the bullpen will be big. Getting Kirby Yates in there, we'll see what he's got. That'll be big. If you can make another trade and bring along another right-hander, that would be huge as well. I think as it stands right now in the rotation, while the Mets are going to get healthier, we've already seen Max Scherzer. We're expecting to see them get Jacob DeGrom back right after the All-Star break. I think what the Braves have in their rotation can go toe-to-toe with anyone. I mean, we saw that last year as they won the World Series. I think their lineup top to bottom, so long as they're healthy, can go toe-to-toe with anyone. Uh, so I think that when it comes to uh, tight, late situations and you're looking to be better than the other team, it, that comes down to your bullpen. And, and any arm they could grab to help shore up the bullpen would be enormous. It's going to be a tight race. I expect it to come all the way down to the wire. The, the final three home games the Braves have of the season are against the Mets. It wouldn't shock me if it comes down to that series. Um, so I, I think that's a much-improved Mets ball club, but if you keep pitching and you keep playing defense with the sticks that the Braves have, they're going to be very tough to beat, and I fully expect both teams to get into uh, the postseason. It's just which team is going to be the division winner, and hopefully that's the Braves because it'll be a slightly easier road to the World Series as a division winner than as the wildcard team.
3: Certainly can't wait to see how the rest of the season unfolds and to see whether or not the Braves can claim that fifth consecutive NL East title. Ben, you've got four consecutive days off next week as the All-Star break has arrived. How will you be spending those days before you get back on the mic next weekend?
1: Matt, just have a life. Uh, I'm gonna, my parents are actually going to Washington, D.C. One of my, I have a, a sibling who lives in Washington, so I'm going to get to see them while we're up there and then just enjoy the, the time there. Uh, four days just to hang out, rest. And then uh, I'm actually taking the first series off once we come back. So I'm going to take a whole week off uh, and just enjoy laying low and make sure I get everything straightened up for the second half of the season and then get ready to rock and roll.
0: Good for you, Ben. I know it's game day. you got to head to the park. We thank you so much for spending some time with us here inside the press box. You know you're welcome anytime.
1: Enjoyed it, fellas. Thanks for having me. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page. Online at Pressboxradio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pressbox Radio One. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to
2: the Press Box.